Speak to me this day, Lord. Speak to me this day, Lord. Speak to me this day, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to share your word with your people again. I ask that you please anoint my lips of clay and let them speak your word of life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Prepare our hearts, Lord, to receive from you today in the name of Jesus. And at the end of the sermon today, Lord, all of us will be blessed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Good morning, church. Good to see your faces. Akin, good to see you. Everybody, good to see everybody. Thank you very much. It's been a while. Yes, sir. And I've been following um, the great work we've all been doing. Um, Youth fellowship was wow last week. I mean, it was great. Please give a hand to celebrate them. Awesome stuff. God bless you. God bless you. And we've been we've been on a trajectory in the first service, and we'll just do something similar. We'll continue that trajectory this day. And we're going to be sharing a story, and wherever we stop on that story, we see some lessons, life lessons, and career lessons, business lessons that we can learn from the story of Abigail. So um, it's, it's a long read. So um, we'll just be reading, and I'll be explaining. We'll be reading, and I'll be explaining. So uh, that's the style we're going to use this morning. So please turn your Bibles with me to First Samuel chapter twenty-five. First Samuel chapter twenty-five. We're reading from verse 1 to 37. So whatever we can do in the next um, 35, 40 minutes uh, on that lane, uh, and then we'll pray. Uh, I will need someone to hold the mic and read for me uh, so that we can be fast. First Samuel 25 from verse 1 to 37. Yes, sir. Please give us the mic because of our online audience. And lamented him, mm-hmm. and, buried, and buried him in his house Ramah. Mm. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. There was a man in Mount whose possessions were in Camel. And the man was very brave. And he had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats. Mm. And he was sharing his sheep in Camel. Now the name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and of a beautiful countenance. Mm. But the man was childish and evil in his doings. And he was of the house of Caleb. And David had in the wilderness, and Nabal did share his sheep. And David sent out ten young men. And David said unto the young men, Get you up to Camel, and go to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And thus shall ye say to him, That liveth in prosperity. Peace be both to thee, and peace be to thine house, and peace be to peace be unto all that thou art. And now I have asked that art art sharers. Now thy shepherds be with us, we ought them not. Neither was there aught missing unto them. All the while they were in camel. Ask thy young men and they will shoot thee. Wherefore, let the young man find favor in thy eyes, for we come in a good day. Give, I pray thee, whatsoever to thine hand unto thy servant and to thy son David. And when David's young men came, they spake to Nabal according to all those words in the name of David, and ceased. And Nabal answered David's servant and said, 
Who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? There have been many servants nowadays that break away every man from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my That says that um, I will transliterate it. That says that you look into the house and then you name your child. And respectfully to our elders, I want to disagree with that adage. Because probably the parents of Nabal were going through some things at this time. And they decided to call their child. Because of the circumstances they were going through at that time. And the child carried foolishness all his life. So personally, I've changed that proverb with profound respect to our elders that you look into the future to name your child. Iwajula As a father, they said that uh, pregnancy is not a what do they say? It is not a it's not a sudden visitor. It is a visitor that gave you nine months. Why you are using nine months to hustle and do a grand naming ceremony that heaven will take? Eh? Use the nine months to wait on the Lord for a name for your child. In Yoruba land, it is fathers that give. Why do you think that is even so in Yoruba land? 
uh, historians have made us to understand that we have so many similar cultures to the Hebrews. Uh, time enough for me to go how that is really, really realistically uh, possible. We have so many cultures. And Hebrew culture, the blessing passes from father to son. It is the, the, it's a father that transfers generational blessing. So, fathers in the house, you wait on the Lord for a meal for your children. Intending fathers especially, what that child will carry for the rest of his life, you shouldn't just name him anyhow. Now, why will such a stupid statement get David this angry? That he said, nothing shall be left. Who read it? He said, by the time I get to that guy's house, nothing will be left in his house. Why? Verse 1 gives us an introduction that a lot of us miss when we read this, this, this passage. Verse 1 says that Samuel had just died. Who was Samuel to David? Why will the death of Samuel, just one verse, Samuel died and change of story immediately. Now, David had been on the run from Saul in a couple of chapters, I think it's the previous chapter. He, he had the opportunity to kill Saul. He did not kill Saul. He was still fearing the Lord. You know, at times when you just when you do all this, I want to fear the Lord. I want to do things right. And you see the people that are after you, that the people that are doing it otherwise, they are prospering. They go, what, what's happening now? The best thing that anointed me as king. I've been on the road for 18 years of my life. The person that anointed me as king. The person that will say, "Unasi, unami, abetamu." The guy is gone right now. What's going to happen to the promise? So David was on a break, on an emotional, the pressure point was just too much for him. He was running from pillar to post, he was in the wilderness, he was doing this. Now, Samuel, I was seeing that ah, by the grace of God, at least, uh, if there is, what is, what is that, Yoruba Adi, that said, when there is life, there is hope, that oh, one day, uh, at least, maybe someone is still here, someone will bear me witness that I was truly, truly ordained, and everybody responded Samuel. Now Samuel is there. What's going to happen to my dream? It's not, thank you. It's not whether it's gone. What's going to happen to my dream? What's going to happen to the, the property? I, I was sitting JJ, in the wilderness. Who, I didn't love you for this thing. You came to call me on my own and say I'm anointed. Because of that, Saul has started chasing me. I've been living like a, a bandit. This like forest for 18 years of his life. Now, Samuel was dead. This, the Bible says, I think in verse 3, that he gave us the tribe, the clan of Nabal. Why is that important? He said, the Bible says he's a Calebite. He was from the clan of Caleb. David also was a Calebite. So while Nabal was at his property in the bush, in the forest, David was protecting the property of his relative. So, I mean, it was it was normal, like, ah, oh, you know, uh, especially those of us that, that hail from Ekiti, in, in, a, in a village of Ekiti, everybody is a cousin, you understand? We are all cousins of ourselves. You know someone that knows someone that, bad is someone that, you just see that everybody is, 
in the toilet. So when you naturally hear someone from this, ah, no, no, he's my brother or he's my cousin. And we will actually see at the end of the chapter that they were actually more closely related because David ended up marrying Ab Abigail. And in the culture, uh, in the Hebrew culture then, the, the next of kin or the kinsman, yeah, that's, what, that's the exact word, the kinsman of a widow is a person that naturally should uh, marry the widow. We call it Shubo in in Yoruba culture that you must so it was a culture then if you remember uh, Ruth and and um, Boaz yeah Boaz was the, the person that was next of kin that should have married Ruth Boaz had to go show I mean the person had to show publicly that I'm not interested in marrying her so the next after me who is Boaz should marry her so it was a culture at that time so David was related to Nabal so while Nabal's men were in the forest, and David was an area father, he, he knows the bandits, <laughs> he knows the cattle rustlers. So he told them, no, these ones, they are our own. So he used his influence in the forest to protect his properties, his investment. So this was the time, and well, uh, King James said that uh, he was sharing the sheep. We may not understand uh, sheep sharing. What does sheep sharing mean? Sheep sharing is, um, you know, sheep as they have wool all around them. It's the time they cut the hair of the of the sheep, they, so they can turn that into whatever wool and things like that. So it was normally like the like harvest for those of us who didn't grow up in Lagos. Those of you who grew up in Lagos, you don't know what harvest is. Uh, harvest in, in, in the in the local palace is when you harvest all your crops. So there's so much crop um, um, produce around. They bring some to church. They, you give to your neighbor. It's a time of plenty sharing. Like let's rejoice together. So David looked at the opportunity and didn't ask for anything specific. He said, "Give me whatever." This man is a wealthy man. David, had, they said if you pour water in front, you will, you will step on wet ground, on the cold ground. David had poured water in the front, expected that, not at the time of, of hardship, not at the time of famine. During Christmas, during things like their Christmas, during Christmas, I came and we've done this for you during the year. Please just give us whatever that comes from your heart. And Nabal replied to him. So we can see that David was coming from a point of pressure.
You can kill somebody as well. You can beat up someone like this. You scatter their house. You know, like the first person to go to police and give them the higher money. They will, they will come, they will go and arrest the person that you beat up. Am <laughs> I right like this? Not all of them though, some of them. But this guy felt that he had so much wealth, so much influence that who is, who is, who is, who is, who is son of Jesse? Who? Who you be? Eh? Because and some of us, because of the kind of people we know, I will make a phone call now and make you disappear. It's a natural behavior. Because of the influence you, we will we feel we can treat anybody as shit. And what makes this uh, uh, also very painful? <coughs> in those in that culture, you know, in those days there were no uh, hotels. Hospitality is natural. When someone is passing through your city or you're through your town and uh, is getting that, it is natural for you to invite them into your house, give them food. It is natural. In fact, uh, we heard, I heard in stories, my grandfather had a very large farm that it was normal up until 1960s and 1950s or in this Nigeria. It was normal that anybody can walk into your farm and eat anything, in as much as he doesn't take it away. From the farm, it is not. It was a. It was a. It was an African culture, a Yoruba culture, that you enter someone's farm, you want to uh, eat uh, vegetable for your family. How many sticks of vegetable will you pack? Uh, when I, I went to, I, I, I had a farm some time ago in a village. So one of the. So they were now telling me the culture that uh, don't worry, uh, we're planting vegetables. They will be like, don't worry, uh, villagers will just throw into your. And just pick two or three sticks of the way through that is our culture here. That how much we day is, they can't steal everything, just give that one go. So, even up until 2000 and what, some, some few years ago, it was still a culture in some places that just walking, how much we day, you want to carry one pop or you want to, mean as much as you did, carry everything to go and sell, you want to eat it in your mouth uh-huh. and take it. So, indeed, you know, let's not talk of about 3,000 years before Christ. It was a culture that people will walk into your house, they are destitute, they are hungry. It was a culture to, to just feed them. So he felt he could treat anybody harshly. Number four reason. How many, how many reasons have I said now?
it's not just for, I'm sorry I came to tell you. The story is that, is that I will never again <laughs> let you know things. If she, if she was not an approachable person, eh, she would never have heard that information. And they would have killed all of them. Number one lesson, be approachable. Have open ears, have listening ears. If you want to rise in life, because see, drivers, cooks, security people, gate men, eh? The kind of information they will give you, eh? The, the kind of eh, you just tell you, Oga, no come tomorrow. <laughs> if you are not an approachable person, you will be doing uh, aspire to perspire. You will be coming as Oga. They are looking at your, they are looking at your nakedness. They are looking at you, hey, hey, hey. They don't do like this here. Hey. Have listening be approachable. She didn't waste time. She was a woman of action. Immediately she had the information. She begged the guy, the servant that came to tell her. She didn't get insulted. She didn't feel insulted that how you be talking to my husband? Who are you in this house? Hey, hey, hey. hey you are because, because we are giving you freedom. How will you be telling my husband, saying my husband is this and that? She heard the information immediately. She picked 200 bodies of whatever. Pick this, pick that, pick that, pick that. Woman of action, number three. Immediately she saw from afar. That's the one. Let's use this one as a rehearsal. Target practice. Let's show number that 
We are there. We just, just need to warm your bullets. Uh, there was a, a former military administrator. I, I think it was even was it Yola in the military? Yeah. Yes. yes. He was. He was saying that um, he was granting an interview. He said when they were in, when he was a soldier, that uh, he heard that nowadays that the government was giving was counting bullets for soldiers at war and things like that. So he, showed, he was now describing that when he was a soldier. Eh? That 10 bullets, 20 bullets is just to warm the nostrils of the mouth. It's just to feel like, okay, yes, we don't want to not start shooting. After 20 bullets, after, okay, okay, yes, it's warm. Now we want to start shooting. So they could have just said, let's just use this one to do warm up. We've not started killing, you know, we just want to rescue this one as. As as <laughs> so she was bold. It was it was it was bravery for her to, to do that. She could have died. She could have died. And she was humble. Why? She, this is the man in need. The man in need. If you heard the read before that, the Bible says she came down from her donkey and bowed. You are bringing his food. Now look at it. Is your is your in-law first and foremost? Here is your in-law. Is all these hungry in-laws that we just gave some of you? We gave some, some of you. All of you are only coming this season. We gave some of you hundred thousand last week. You will not even say thank you. you probably there, are, there could have been people that have been coming to cheat them in the house. So is this? She's I mean, he's her in-law, far in-law, uh, far cousin. She could have turned it around. And what is not wrong with this, all these people? She was bringing his food and she came down from the donkey and bowed wisdom. Be humble. When in the time In the hurry, as as the beach is roaring and coming like that, if you do that, you will if you fall, you will die in the ocean. So, which is too wrong, do not make uh, a right. That's what we are trying to say. So, it is it is very very.
Even if they didn't speak well, okay? eh, they didn't speak well. No, first and foremost, it's my fault. Calm down. God has allowed you not to, you are not going to kill anybody today. She has not started. Look at look at opening. Look at look, see. If we bring this to bottom negotiation tables, sir, you will close massive deals. First and foremost, assume Yoruba uh, or the last man just saying Yoruba program today. He said that you do not prostrate for a dwarf, and then when you stand up, the dwarf becomes taller than you. You understand? If you know what you want, thank you, thank you, sir. You know what you want. Uh, you know, someone comes to your shop and like the person prices this is not serious. Prices this is not serious. Ah, if you are not serious, you are just wasting our time. It's money. Uh, if you don't want to buy, go go go. Uh, the person, you know that we don't. How many people have? How many people here in your life have, has ever given positive rating to any service? They don't normally give positive rating, but let it be negative. Ah, where is your website? I want to call your customer. <laughs> How many people have called Coca-Cola ever? That wow, this this drink was really refreshing. Ever in your life, you bought Coca-Cola and it was cold. It was properly filled. But let let us one one day know what we do. Since that will be on fire, I'm going to take you to negative feedbacks. Will go a long way. People will not give you positive feedback, so don't expect it. So when someone and 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 it happens, especially with impulse buying, if you're selling anything that is impulse buying or even doing any negotiation, sure, and the person may not want to buy anything. He's just there to show to do window shopping, especially our sisters. God bless our sisters. They don't want to buy it. <laughs> they are just they will price everything and say, oh, it's just five thousand. Ah, go back twenty. Okay, so we'll go back fifteen. When after saying go back, go back, go back till ten thousand. Okay, I'll take the body. Hey, come here, come back, come back, come back, come back, come back. So all you <laughs> so yeah, as 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 customer service um um um, um personnel, as business people. It doesn't matter. You can you can have that, and and this is how maybe the devil or God works at times. Now you can have that. Ten people could have been doing that for to you throughout that day, and the eleventh person is really interested in buying, and it is on that eleventh person say, hey, what kind of place? It's all of you are just going to waste our time. Listen, I bet carry your two left legs and and leave my shop, and it is the person that eleventh person. So, we should learn ne-
she busted she busted it finally she, she massacred finished it go ahead he won't want the conscience of the murderer who took the love into his own hands and when the lord has done this great she please clap for her here I, I, just, I just feel like i feel like these things that great things we should put into our businesses negotiations you research about the guy. You're going to. I, I, have, I have been. I have had another interview for people. And they don't even know what the company does. And you know, why are you here? What did you. You, you enter transportation. You understand? You, you carry your file. And you're going for an interview. You don't even know what they do. See, if I'm having ordinary meeting with you, not interview, ordinary meeting, and there's this thing that. Um, um, Google Calendar does that if you confirm an interview on Google Calendar, it automatically links it with LinkedIn. So it, it suggests that person for you on LinkedIn. So before the meeting, I've looked at your LinkedIn, I've looked at where you've worked, I've looked at what you've done. So the conversation will start to first icebreakers will be, wow, I know what you did when you were at Guinness. Oh, now you're in Coca-Cola. Ah, wow, how are you doing in Coke? Now that will be the that would be the basis of conversation. She researched, she knew what the guy was going through. When you become the leader of the soul, she posted the whole emotions. Go ahead. And when the Lord has done this great thing mm. for you, please remember me. Mm. Finish an interview and God in heaven will say, 
Thumbs up. Here you use the brain I gave you. Praise the Lord. In conclusion, let me let's just conclude here. yet so much. Now, when someone that I will discuss this in, in, in details, but when Abigail now came back following money and the girl was sober, the Bible says Abigail spoke to her husband that he had a heart attack. What kind of thing did she say to the man? He had a heart attack immediately. So, um, there's a proverb in Yoruba that the fact that a lion is doing slow motion doesn't mean that he's scared. This girl, she has words in her mouth that she will have said to David that will make him go back and go and think of his life. She has words in her mouth. So don't say, hey, that's how I am, I can talk. She has words. She spoke to her husband. Read that verse. He had a heart attack. He became as hard as so. What did she say? In the morning, when Abraham God bless him, yes. His wife told him what had happened. Uh-huh. As a result, he had a stroke. Hey. Uh-huh. I don't know. Why would you put that one verse? What will you say to a man? What kind of words? So he could see, she had the power of words. Look at the power of what she used. The positive one in David. She also had the negative power of God that she spoke to her husband and the guy had stroke. So she knew when to use, when to be humble in time of need. Now, conclusion. And then we say a word of prayers together. Oh, no, 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 no,